This is exactly right. If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, the key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s, like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes, all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed, but will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. Forgive me for interrupting. I'm Bridger Weiniger, host of I Said No Gifts on Exactly Right. Each week, I invite my favorite people in comedy over to chat, and they always bring a gift. We're coming up on our 200th episode, and every episode is a gem. I have welcomed all kinds of great guests, including Cola Scola, Bowen Yang, Robbie Hoffman. It goes on and on and on. And you don't want to miss the 200th episode with the great Maria Bamford. What does she bring me? Find out April 25th. New episodes every Thursday. Follow I Said No Gifts wherever you get your podcasts. It's me, Roz Dresfalez. You know that I love you guys so much, and I love hearing from you. And since we started doing this podcast, I've had so many people write me with their ghost stories, and I love them. And I've also, you know, I've also gotten to meet a lot of you in person, and I hear your ghost stories in person, which is so fun. But I had this idea, you might recall a couple of weeks ago, I you know, made, a, made a little... Uh, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? You know, I, I wanted to do a call to action and see, hey, do any of you want to actually be on the show and give me a phone call and we can actually talk about it and record it? I had some wonderful conversations with some of you, my listeners, my booze. So here's the first one. Is this Samantha? Yes, it is. Hi, Samantha. It's me, Roz Dresvelez. Oh, my gosh. This is so exciting. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. Where are you calling from? I am calling from Greensboro, North Carolina. Oh, wow. Is it pretty haunted there? I feel like it would be. It's miserable. 
Yes, Why it's so hot that? and so humid. We are literally the armpit of the United States. Okay, so tell me about your ghost story. Okay, so I work in historic preservation, which means I spend a lot of time in old houses. That's so cool. And yes, I love it so much. I'm a big architecture nerd. I just love everything about it. I love the stories and just the feeling of old houses. So this particular instance actually happened a few years ago. I was working with a group of architectural historians and students. We were kind of going around to these different buildings and drawing these scaled floor plans. And this specific location, I can't really say exactly where it was, but it's in North Carolina. And it's this beautiful old doctor's house. So it was kind of like his home, but also a place where he did some surgeries and did some medical care for the community. I think it was also like a medical school at one point, but it's like this huge 19th century house. And so there's something so spooky about like maybe doing surgeries in a house at one point or something. Yeah. (laughs) To be fair, I actually didn't even think about that when I was there. Oh, you know, that's that's right where my mind goes. I surprisingly didn't because normally I love spooky things, ghost things, but I was not scared of the fact that it was where surgeries were performed or anything. I wasn't even thinking about that. I was just kind of focused on the architecture and drawing these floor plans. I was like really into it. And on the first day, it was like a huge group of us. There were like over 20 of us there. We were just bustling all around the house um, doing these floor plans. So we were like measuring walls and doing stuff. And as we're exploring the house, uh, a small group of us goes upstairs to kind of see what's going on upstairs. And there was this really weird room. It was painted blue, and it had this bed that was in there that was, like, busted um, with the mattress that had been ripped open. There were, like, feathers everywhere. Okay. It was a disaster. Wait, Really was, weird. Was this house, like, empty at the time? Like, were squatters up in there? Like, what was going on? No, and it was not empty. It actually was, like, minimally furnished with period furniture. They had, like, some artifacts in there um, that had, like, old surgical equipment. And they're also really creepy. There were these, like, old dolls and these old children's toys. I don't know why they were in there. Like, it could have just been, like, for kids to play with while they were waiting for the doctor. Or it could have just been, like, something that was put there later. But... That just adds another level to, like, the creepy component of this place. Ew. So we're upstairs in this room, and I'm in there with a bunch of architectural historians, and we're, like, looking at the walls, and it's really strange. There are, like, all these little holes all over the walls, all the way up into the ceiling. It, It looked like someone took a nail and hammered it into the wall, and then removed the nail, and then hammered it into the wall again. But like, not like totally random. Like it, yeah, it wasn't like it looked like maybe at one point someone was hanging up pictures there. It was just like random holes all over the wall. No, no, Rods. They were like thousands of holes, oh, and they wow. were like totally randomly placed. It was bizarre. So I'm up there with like architectural historians, and they're looking at it, and every, literally everyone up there is like, "I have never seen this. I have no idea what this is." So it it was just, like, weird. There's, like, all these weird holes. And I did start to get, like, a little bit of a creepy vibe after I saw that room. But I was there with, like, a million people. It was broad daylight, so I didn't get that creeped out. Um, But so we're doing all this work in the house. 
we end up not finishing in time. There's still a few rooms downstairs that have to get done. Um, but the rest of the group has to go on and do something else. So we just decided that I would go back with one of my colleagues the next day and just like finish up downstairs, just the two of us. And that's where things started to get really creepy. Okay. Um, we show up that morning. We're supposed to meet the guy who's going to let us in at like nine. And we show up and we're hanging out outside and nobody has shown up to let us in. And like 15 minutes go by. So we start walking around the house and we're trying different doors. Like we try the front door and some side doors. And when we try one of the side doors, it was open. So we were just like, oh, okay. Well, maybe when he said come at nine, he meant like I will unlock a door for you and just like go in and start working. So we have like our little measuring tape and the floor plans that we're working on and we go in and I'm like measuring one of the walls while my friend is, is writing down the measurements and we start hearing someone walking upstairs from the far end of the house, like the other end, and this is a huge house by the way, from, by the, from the far end of the house, we hear them like walking towards us and I'm like shaking. Oh God, me too. <laughs> it's still so, it's still so scary even just thinking about it. Um, but we hear these footsteps and they get louder and louder until they're walking right overhead of us. And Are you somebody that really... instantly thinks ghost or no? Okay, so I totally believe in ghosts. I've had tons of experiences in my life, like since being a kid. My mom's side of the family is a little bit like mystical-ish. They're Italian and they like believe in that sort of stuff. So I've always like believed. But for some reason in that instance, I don't know if it's because I was so distracted on just getting this work done and there was beautiful architecture. So I was kind of focusing on that. Uh In my mind, I thought it was the guy that was supposed to meet us. Got it. So I'm hearing this walking and I'm like, Oh, okay. That's the guy he's coming towards us. And he was walking towards the staircase that was, that was right next to me. Um, I was in like the living room area and there was this really twisty staircase that was to my right. Um, And it's kind of hard to explain, but the way that it was, built is that you can only see like the first couple of stairs and then the staircase turns and there's a wall so I couldn't really see but I knew that he was walking towards the staircase and as soon as the steps got to the top of the staircase they kind of like stopped with a shuffle like it was so obvious those footsteps couldn't be anything else and at that point I called up the stairs I was like and nobody answered uh, nothing <laughs> so Total what'd, you, what'd you do you just kept went on with your your day of working or what no 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 when no one answered i turned and i looked at my friend and we both <laughs> we knew at that point that it was either like a transient person who was in the house or someone who was not supposed to be there or it was a ghost because at that point when i had called up to the who i thought was the person and nothing responded it was really weird. It was like I totally froze. I felt this icy chill go down my spine, like something is totally not right in this house. And when I turned and saw my friend felt the same way, we locked eyes for a little bit and then ran out of the house. We just dropped everything oh, oh, and no. bolted out of the side door of the house, like screaming. That sounds like uh, such but- a cool job that you have. So it's so cool. You get to go to like all these old places like that, huh? I do. Yeah. I mostly work with private property owners, but I also am the manager of a historic site here um, in North Carolina. So do you ever like, 
so you know like the history of all these places like what you know if there could be a ghost like someone might have died there like do you have access to that knowledge yes totally so a lot of what i do when i'm researching a house is that you have to not only study and record the architecture but you have to do the history of the house as well which involves like looking at all the old records and the city directories and following the deeds and reading any like newspaper articles and stuff so Yes, whenever I go to a place, I usually know the full history of what is recorded about oh the house. God. So do you have any theory, like, who could be haunting it? Do you think it was the doctor or a patient? I honestly don't know. Um, my friend and I, we did end up going back in, and we finished those drawings, even though we were so freaked out. We, like, we could feel a presence, like, in there following us. Whatever it was, it was completely malicious, because I know that it was, doing that to intimidate us and make us feel like threatened. Um, it was especially creepy. in one of the, one of the rooms that had like all the dolls in it, I just like felt the back of my neck was just tingling with a malicious feeling. So I know many people probably had died there because it was kind of like a hospital. I think it was a hospital during the civil war as well, where they did like a lot of surgeries and stuff, like early surgeries. So it's gotta be a place of trauma for sure. I don't think it was a doctor. I think it was maybe somebody who died there who was just like could not leave that place behind. <laughs> I know. It's creepy. Well, this is so cool that I got to talk to you because that's what that's why I'm so excited about this episode is because I get to hear from people of like all different parts of the country and like that's the kind of I haven't heard a kind of story like that yet. I haven't talked to anybody that has a job like you. So that's I'm so grateful that you called. Yeah, I'm so grateful that you invited me on the show. I, I love listening to your show, and I know this has come up a couple of times, so I wanted to clarify it a little bit about the question about whether or not a realtor has to tell, disclose if a house is haunted. Yes, tell us. Okay, so it's actually state by state. That's what I thought. Uh, real, yes, realtors, they have to disclose material facts, which means like the house has mold or like or the roof is leaking, but... That doesn't necessarily mean like, oh, someone was murdered here or, oh, this house is haunted. So it's state by state. I know in New York, there's like a weird law, this weird ruling that says if a house is known by the, to the public as being haunted, like if its reputation has become public knowledge, then that becomes a material fact and it has to be disclosed. But if it's like the private person who's lived there forever just knows the place is haunted as hell, they don't have to tell anybody anything. Like only if it's public knowledge. So I only if some like blabbermouth lived in that house that has to be like <laughs> if someone like me that probably would like go on like TV shows and be like, I need a book deal. My walls are bleeding. <laughs> like that's, so, but yeah, so that's the only scenario where they have to tell you. Yeah. Got Not it. all states even have to tell if someone was murdered there. California is one where realtors have to say if someone was murdered there, but not all states. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Well, I'm glad that at least where I live, they have to tell you because. Yeah. <sighs> Need to know that info. Yeah. But if you sure. ever want to call me back with any other like preservation questions or like house questions or whatever, I'd be happy to answer your questions. Oh, honey, I, I've been trying to preserve this act I've been doing for years. <laughs> If you're like me, you're always looking for a story to dive into. Whether it's a family drama or a mystery to solve, 
The key to getting hooked is the details. I need rich visuals and intricate storylines, honey. And June's Journey has that and more. June's Journey is a mobile mystery game that follows June Parker, a daring young woman on a quest to uncover the truth about her sister's murder. This is your chance to test your detective skills because you'll play the game as June herself. Explore beautifully designed scenes from the 1920s like lavish estates and gardens. And don't forget to keep an eye out for hidden clues. There are twists, turns, and catchy tunes all leading you deeper into the thrilling storyline. And if you play well enough, you could make it to the Detective Club. There, you'll chat with other players and compete with or against them. June needs your help, but Watch out. You never know which character might be a villain. Shocking family secrets will be revealed. But will you crack the case? Find out as you escape this world and dive into June's world of mystery, murder, and romance. It's all just one tap away. Discover your inner detective when you download June's Journey for free today on iOS and Android. That's June's Journey. Download the game for free on iOS and Android. (gasps) There's a ghost in my house! I got Casey here. Hi, Casey. Hey, how's it going? So good. Where where are you at, Casey? I'm actually in Southern California also. Oh, where are you? Yes. Yes. Not too far. What Inland part? Empire, Riverside Oh, okay. Area. Great. Yeah. Wonderful. Yeah, not too far. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you. Um, okay. I, I want to hear your ghost story. This involves your husband's grandmother? Actually, mine. Oh, yes. okay. It was, it was my, yeah. Um... So we actually, my grandmother lived in this house, and I don't know if you've ever heard of La Harbor Heights. It's kind of closer to L.A. Sure. Um, It's like L.A. County. Okay. So this house, it was her home that she lived in, I don't know, since like maybe the 60s, 70s. And my mom was raised there. I grew up there. As a kid, it always freaked me out. I always had that feeling of just, I just didn't like it there. My mom had to come pick me up in the middle of the night, all this stuff. Um, it was like a split level home and it was like built into the side of the mountain oh. and even, yeah. And so, you know, you hear about like natural elements, like affecting energies and yeah. things like that. Um, and there was a part downstairs where you would open up like the closet under the stairs. There's another door in the closet. You open it up and the mountain is literally behind the door. Weird. Yes. It was very creepy. Um, so, uh, Fast forward to about like 2007, um, unfortunately, my grandmother had gotten cancer. And at this point, she couldn't really be alone. Mm -hmm. And I was staying with her for the weekend. And my grandma had this like a night routine. And I don't know if TV still do this, but you could put the timer on the TV to like shut off after like 30 minutes or so. Okay. And it was super loud because she couldn't hear anything. And I was on the phone with my husband. I was getting ready to go to bed and I was turning off the lights. And I distinctly remember making a comment to him saying, oh, grandma must be asleep because the house was like quiet. And this was, it almost looked like Big Bear. It was like you had neighbors, but not like right next door, trees everywhere. And it was the the quiet was almost loud, if that makes any sense. It was so quiet. Totally. And I, 
That's I, how I, I, I wake light. up when it's too quiet. Like I always have yeah, to have like totally. a fan or something. And like, yes. anytime like yeah. I'm in a place where it's, there isn't that I can't, it's like, it's like, I know no, exactly I totally what you agree. mean. Totally. So I remember my, the service was terrible. I had to get off the phone in the room and I was in the room writing in a journal and it's so quiet. And out of nowhere, I hear a woman start singing and you know that if you're like in your house and you hear your neighbors outside, you can tell it's your neighbors outside. Uh-huh. There's a, a total difference when there is somebody on the outside of your door in your house. Oh gosh. Okay. And it was a young woman. It was not my grandmother. And it was almost like when you're singing a song, but you don't know the lyrics very well. And you're just kind of singing the tune. That's me every time. And it lasts. Right. Right. And so it was very quick, maybe like five seconds or so. And then it stopped and I was petrified, could not sleep. This was like my first paranormal experience ever. And I asked my mom the next day, like, have you ever heard this? Cause she'd been staying there and she's like, Oh my God, it was a neighbor. They were getting out of their car. And I'm just like, all right. Okay. Total skeptic. She didn't believe any of it. So unfortunately my grandmother ended up passing away, like maybe six months to a year later. And this was in the market in California was awful and my parents didn't want to sell the home yet. So like, you guys want to move in? So we're like, sure. Okay. So we moved in and the whole backside of the house was like windows and sliding glass doors. And back in the day, you could see like Catalina Island from up here. You can see Disneyland fireworks. Like it's pretty oh, up gorgeous. high. Oh yeah. It was beautiful during the day. And, but because my grandmother loved that, she had no curtains, no blinds, nothing. I hate that. So at night, at night, they turn into like mirrors, you know? Oh, I hate that. That is my biggest pet My best friend, Sam Pancake, former podcast guest, he has no problem with no curtains. And that drives me insane at nighttime when people can see in. Yes, I pictured the strangers at the bottom of the hill just like plotting my death down <laughs> below. Like I couldn't handle it. But we had just moved in, so we and they were all custom. They were huge, so we had to like order them. So we didn't have any curtains or blinds at this point. And my best friend was over and we were having a game night and she was facing into my dining room. And we're just chatting whatever and she tells me, she pulls me aside however long later and she goes, "I need to tell you something." And I'm like, "Okay, what happened?" She's like, there was a man walking in your dining room. I was like, mm-hmm. what? And it was like clear as day. Like she even saw the reflection in the in the window. Oh wow! And she said he he had sandy brown hair, older man, a mint colored sweater, khaki pants. Like described it all to me. And I was like, oh my gosh! But her mom has seen things before. Like they're very sensitive to that. And she is like the most level headed person ever. So it was so bizarre. Wow! And then. Yeah, it was crazy. And I, I, of course, had no idea. You know, I'd never seen anything like that before. So at and this point, get... there's two ghosts. Yeah. Or yeah, it could be a man with a lady voice. I listen. It could be. I, it's they they, they exist. Yeah. Don't ask me how <laughs> I know. I believe it. I believe it. <laughs> so, yeah, that's that's the second thing that had happened. Well, after that, we were getting settled and everything, and and you'll understand this because you live in California, but and I don't know if you felt the earthquake yesterday that we had, but no. when in, oh yeah, it was in like Wildemar, but when you hear like you can almost hear an earthquake coming before it hits sometimes. Yeah, yeah you can hear the rumbling. And, yes, and you can like brace yourself. Well, like I said, like half the house, like the whole backside of the house, was windows and sliding glass doors. 
And I'd be just sitting, it would happen in the daytime, like any time of day, I'd just be sitting there and all the doors and the windows would start shaking. Nothing else. Just the windows and doors. Would you look like, was there an earthquake? Yeah. And I mean, eventually I realized like, okay, this is this just this again. It's not an earthquake, but it was the craziest thing because it was, I would like look for other things to shake and I wouldn't feel anything. When you live in LA, there's this thing on social media or in California when, uh, or, or probably any earthquake area where at social media, there's always got to be that one person that has to be the yeah. first one. That's like, there's an earthquake. Yeah. I'm the first one. <laughs> yeah. So I yeah. feel like anytime yes. I feel something shake like that, I check right away. Exactly. Yeah. And it'll just be a status that just says earthquake, nothing else. Yep. <laughs> um, yeah, totally. So that was like a really weird thing that would happen. Um, at one point, my husband and I were getting right. This is like a split level home. It was very weird. We lived down a private driveway and the stairs were like in the middle of the house. And it was this dark, like dungeony area. There was no windows. It was just in the middle of the house. And you just had to walk straight down into the middle, the downstairs. And we were right in that area, always creeped us out. And we stopped dead in our tracks. We were both talking, like whatever, getting ready to go. And we both looked at each other because one of us thought we heard a growl coming from downstairs. And one of us thought it was maybe like a weird laugh. And my husband went down there, checked everything out, nothing. Couldn't find anything. Um, One night we were sleeping and the bed started to shake. I don't, I can't remember if that happened more than once, but my husband distinctly remembers that. Um, We were awoken one night to like a massive violent crash. We got up, nothing. Couldn't find anything that was disturbed, nothing. Um, We had a few cats and a, a dog and they would do like the typical sit in the corner and look up into the, you know, ceiling, which was always... Yeah, it was not so, not great. Um, but your mother grew up there. I mean, did you know correct. any of, like, the history of, like, what that could have been? No. Well, she was such a skeptic. Like, anytime I even brought anything up to her, she didn't believe anything. Nothing. Wow. So, and there was never some, family I, stories? Grandma didn't have stories? Nothing like no, that? No. Hmm. Nothing. Interesting. So, I mean, there is something, but I, I'll get to that, and then it might make a little bit more sense. But Okay. So, um and then uh, one time I was sitting in the bedroom and something flashed across the mirror as I was sitting on the bed and there was nothing else in there with me. So that's kind of like your run of the mill, like creepy stuff that happens. Well, fast forward like a year or so into living there and I was at, I think it was my mom's house and we were going through old photos and I find this photo of her dad who I had never met, who died before I was born with Sandy brown hair in a mint colored sweater with khaki pants. Mm, okay. And I I ended up finding out later he died in the home. Oh, wow. But she didn't want to tell me that, thank God, you know, while I was living there, you know, because she figured that would scare me. So yeah. that was kind of, that was like the moment where it kind of like, she got a little bit like, okay, maybe, maybe there is something going on. Well, this was probably like a year or two into us living into the house, and it was my birthday, and we decided we wanted to go. We were married on the Queen Mary, actually. The Queen and Mary? Did, I'm I'm going yeah. to the Queen Mary in a couple of weeks. I have, you have to. You a room have to. booked at one of the famous haunted rooms. I'm going with some is friends. It be, what is it, B340? So, that sounds about right. Yeah. Okay. And yep, we're yep. going to stay up all night and see what happens. Oh, you have to. 
Okay. Well, so we would, we were married there in 2006 and it just has always held such a special place. And so we go back all the time, all the time, go Christmas, whatever. Well, this particular year we decided to stay in the suite, a suite there with my husband's sisters. And we decided we're going to go ghost hunting. And this was like pre like iPhones and stuff. So you, you had to like buy digital recorders and that sort of thing. And so we got one. And we're, we're at home and we're trying to figure out how to use it. And my husband has the genius idea to test out in our bedroom. So he, by himself, goes into our bedroom and starts asking, you know, your typical, like, is anyone here kind of question. And he comes out and he goes, there's something on the recorder. And I was like, okay. And we had always watched Ghost Hunters and all those shows. So, like, we knew the process. We knew what it was like. And sure enough, there was an EVP. Not an EVP, please. Not an EV please at all. <gasps> Clear as day. What is and it was almost like the best way I can describe it is like if you know someone who's trying to whisper, but they're not a very good whisper and they're still really loud. Oh, but they're trying chil- yeah, to like whisper. when children try to whisper something. Yeah, <laughs> totally. And it's a man in a raspy voice <gasps> that says, get out. No. Yeah. In my bedroom. <laughs> That's not grandpa. Well, that's what I always wondered, and I have I, I may have a conclusion that I'll tell you about when I get to the end of the story. Okay. So um, I have lots of stuff to tell you. It's okay. So we go to the Queen Mary, and this was actually – they have, like, regular ghost hunting, like, tours or ghost tours there that you can just take, I think, like, every day. Uh-huh. But this was, like, a specific, like, um, event with, like – I think it was, like, a medium or a psychic or something along those lines. And so she took us into the pool area and I hope you get to see that when you go, because it's unlike anything I've ever seen. It's like a two story pool area. The pool is like 15 feet deep or more. Like it's crazy. And they actually claim that the vortex is in that area and there's changing rooms behind the pool. But it's not like a pool that like guests can swim in, right? It, no, you, it's drained now. Yeah, it's okay. totally drained. Yeah, yeah. No, you can't get in it. But um, it's very deep. It's crazy. And they say there's a little girl, Jackie, who's in the pool area. So they claim. So I don't know if you've ever heard of dowsing rods for yeah, like ghost yeah, yeah. hunts. Have you ever heard? Okay. So she had those. And so she split our group into two. What that is is like you hold these two rods and like what they cross. Like you ask yes or no questions, right? Explain. Yeah, and they kind of look like metal coat hangers that were like a bent to like an L shape. Yeah. Yeah, and I think people used to use them back in the day to find like water, like back in the day. Hmm. Um, but uh, don't quote me on that. But um, they, they'll they like spin around and all that kind of stuff. And I mean, they were kind of spinning around, not, not doing anything too crazy. The first group goes into the changing room. We're watching people. And my husband's like, take them, take them, like, you know, try it. And I, you know, took them and... Uh, all of a sudden they just started spinning as I held on to, to, to them. And I didn't really know what it meant. Like, I can't remember if there were any questions being asked or anything, but I mean, there's no way that you can spin them around in your hand. There's just no way. And so I end up like giving them to a man cause it was our turn to go into the changing room. And that's where the craziest part happens because he took the dowsing rods and they both like faced me and slowly followed my path the entire way from where I handed them off all the way around the pool. As I entered into the changing room, they followed me step by step. 
so then the lady came and like got me in the changing room to tell me like what happened and everything. So that, that was a really crazy experience. And we more recently have caught like voices just like doing home videos on the Queen Mary, watching my kids run around and stuff. So it's definitely a very interesting place for sure. Well, if you get a good EVP, send it to me sometime. I, w- I you know what I should if I can if I can like find the videos that we took, I'll email them to you. Uh, it was it was it was pretty crazy. Um, so anyway, uh, so that was like most of what happened in the house. But one more thing is, um, so I listened to your episode obviously with Elena, the medium. Yeah. And I was like, I need to talk to her for obviously some personal reasons, but I also wanted to see if she could give me any insight to what happened at the house. Oh, wow. And okay. Yes. So I just talked talk to her like a week ago, maybe. I had a reading with her. Which no is way. Yes. I love her. I've gone on her like lives and we've like chatted. She's awesome. I love her. So if anybody needs a reading, contact her for sure. And P.S. She um, is like, she's not paying us to say this stuff. Like we genuinely mean no. this. <laughs> oh, 100 percent. 100 percent. She's amazing. And um, so I we, we chatted about, you know, stuff about me, whatever. And then I said, you know, I just I'm just wondering, you know, is there could you tell me anything about the house that I lived in? And because I've always wondered, was it my grandpa doing these things? You don't live there anymore, and, right? Uh, huh? Do you live there still? Or no, 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 gosh, no, 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 oh, no, okay. thank God, no, 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 <laughs> no, yeah. This moved out maybe like seven years ago. Oh, okay. So it's, it's been a while, yeah. Um, so uh, we talked about the house a little bit, and she goes, the woman was completely residual. She was a total residual hunt- haunting, um, and then, which means she didn't even like know she was dead, she said. Got it. And then she goes, but she's like, I'll tell you right now, that was not your grandpa doing all that stuff. <gasps> and she said that was a complete evil entity in your home. And he picked up on my energy. I'm very open and things like that. And she said that he just picked up on that energy. And I'm, you know, you always hear that fear can feed that sort of stuff too. So I, I'm sure that that <laughs> had something to do with it because it was terrifying. Um, but she said he, she could even describe him to me. She could even like kind of visualize the, the entity. And she said that he looked like he was like super tall, but he was actually just very lanky. Um, so he, it was kind of like, he wasn't as tall as he looked. Um, she also told me and, that a tall kind of lanky, uh, guy has a crush on me and I should date him. Do you think it's him? Um, I hope not. <laughs> I really hope not. Stay away. <laughs> not good vibes. Not good vibes. Oh, okay. Okay. Um, Never mind. Uh, Different yeah, guy. Yeah, hopefully not. Totally, totally. So, um, but but the, but that was your grandfather that was in the dining room, right? Yes. Oh, 100%. Wow. Yeah. So there was and, just and all kinds of activity. before I'd even, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, at least those three for sure. And he had died before I was even born. So my best friend that I met in sixth grade definitely isn't going to know what he looks like either, you know, let alone seeing the picture of him wearing the exact outfit that she had seen. Wow. So that's this is such a good haunted house. Like you've got all the elements here. Like you've got all the things that have happened. And then you also Mm -hmm. have like that scene from the movie where you're looking through old photos and then you find the ghost. (sighs) That's amazing. Ladies and gentlemen, we are joined by Arena. Hi, Arena. Hi, Roz. Where are you from? 
Um, originally, I'm from Arizona, uh, but right now I live in Los Angeles, California. Love it. Me too. Have we ever met before? Oh, my God. Maybe we have. I don't know. Maybe in a past um, life. Do you come to the Tam O'Shanter? Maybe in a past life. The Tam O'Shanter, <laughs> the restaurant. I, I know it, but I've never been. It's it's like Atwater Village, right? Is that That's technically Atwater Village. Isn't yeah, it? it's the Atwater Village, Los Feliz area. It's literally on Los Feliz. Yeah, I pass by it all the time. Um, oh my God, you should come. Yeah, I should. So the restaurant itself kind of looks like a cottage. The inside sort of looks like uh, Mr. Toad's Wild Ride at Disneyland. Fun. Um, it's like a cool, like, yeah, like British Manor kind of pub style restaurant. Um, so when I started working there, I was like, this place has to be haunted. It's 97 years old. Wow. Um, I know. It's the oldest family-owned restaurant in L.A. Um, there's a few that are older, but it's like it's the one that's been owned by single family the longest. So that's our claim to fame. Wow. Um, but, uh, yeah, so my <laughs> my first thing to do when I, like, meet anybody is, like, tell me a ghost story. And then I can determine if I can continue to hang out with the person. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like me. <laughs> if they're like, uh, what? You're a weirdo. I'm like, mm. Goodbye. Not your people. Um, no, not my people. So, but of course, everybody there is like super excited to talk about their stories because everybody has one. Um, and my favorite is uh, we had a dishwasher who was this like really tall, burly guy, like didn't take shit from anybody, afraid of nothing. And one day he was taking his break in this room that we call the guards room which is actually, funnily enough, the uh, room that they filmed Dwight's bachelor party in in the final, <laughs> the final episode of The Office. Oh, cool. Um, like, we're in that, they're in that British pub. That's the Tamil Shander. So that scene was filmed in this room. Um, so this guy was sitting in there, and uh, there's, like, a big sliding wooden door that we shut to, like, close it off as a break room for staff. And he was in there alone. And he sees something out of the corner of his eye, and he looks up, and it's a little boy. And oh. he was just like, what? And it's just a little kid that's standing there, and he has, like, stringy hands over his face. But the weirdest part about the little boy is that he's butt naked. What? <laughs> I know! And then this naked little boy just walks past him and walks directly into a wall and disappears. Okay. So, <laughs> Weird. <laughs> so... Child ghosts are the most terrifying. It's been established many times on this show, but honestly, I don't think I've ever. Child ghost. I've never heard of any naked ghosts. It's so weird. Because, um, like you I know, obviously in my mind, I like to believe that you can, you know, choose whatever outfit you want to wear as a ghost. Um, but yeah, you would think so. But uh, I guess you could choose to be naked. Who knows? But other people have <laughs> seen this little boy. Yeah, that's like a common story. People are like, oh, yeah, it's the little boy. The little naked boy. Um, little naked boy. He's just he's just chilling. He's oh, just my God. Some prime ribs. That... I don't, <laughs> yeah. So, um, I guess that's um, technically not, you know, violating health codes if he's, uh, you know, a ghost. Yeah, exactly. He's just, <laughs> he's just living his life. Um, <laughs> another one of my favorite stories is we had two cleaning ladies quit one summer. Um not at the same time, like two weeks apart from each other, like this lady quit and then her replacement also quit. Um, they were upstairs cleaning at like two in the morning and they saw a faceless woman upstairs. Faceless? 
And I don't know what that means. I don't care to know what that means, but that sounds terrifying. Goodbye. Oh, Um, my gosh. So what have you experienced? Okay, so everybody has always told me that there's a ghost that throws things. Um, shot glasses, plates, whatever. Um, and there's a lot of things that'll happen where it kind of doesn't really catch you off guard because it's so weird when it happens. And you're just like, oh, I thought I put that over there, but now it's over here or now it's on the floor. And it's just like, oh, well, maybe it fell or whatever. But it's just like, mm, it was ghost. It was that naked little boy. Um, but something it's the faceless actually, woman. She doesn't know where she's putting things she can't see she doesn't have a face doesn't have a face you can't blame her so something finally actually super weird happened to me a couple weeks ago um i had a couple cakes in the oven and i had propped open the refrigerator door um so that i wouldn't have to open it while i was carrying the hot pan so i went around the corner i got my cakes out of the oven and i came back around to walk into the refrigerator and then i see somebody walk into the refrigerator that's propped open they walked Um, into it walked into the refrigerator, like through the open door, but the door is open like towards me. So I'm seeing this person walk on the other side of the door. Um, and I just barely caught what he looked like and it didn't register as like, who is that to me? Because he was about the same like height and build as our dishwasher. And he was wearing a baseball hat and a chef's coat, which is like what everybody wears who works in the kitchen. And so just thinking that it was a person that I knew or a person who worked there. As soon as I came around the corner, like in a restaurant, you yell corner because if somebody's setting something down in the refrigerator and they come back out, you don't want them to run into you or your hot cake pan. So I yell corner and walk around the corner and there's nobody in the refrigerator. Um, So you got a chef ghost too? uh, We got a chef ghost up in here, and he wasn't in the freezer part of the refrigerator, because then I was like, oh, that's weird. Maybe he went in the freezer. So I went and looked in the freezer, and he's also not in there. And at that point, my chef comes in, and he's like, what are you doing? And I was like, uh, just looking for some stuff. And he's like, what are you looking for? And I was like, ghosts? (laughs) Because at this point, I'm like super freaked out. And he's like, what are you talking about? So I described what just happened. He's like, Oh, that's weird. Let's go check the security tape. And I was like, oh my God, I'm going to be famous. I'm going to be on freaking Ghost <laughs> Adventures or something because I caught a ghost on tape. And the tape is so weird because you see me in the tape look up at something that isn't there and say corner and then walk around the corner. But there's nothing on the tape. It's just wow. me looking at nothing. Wow. I know. Super, oh, I have chills. <laughs> and that was the first time you so, ever saw a ghost there? Yes. Um, and it was so weird because I didn't even register it as a ghost at the time because it wasn't like, ooh, it's scary. It was a solid person who just walked into the refrigerator. Yeah. And then it was weird because there was nobody there. And I was like, oh, what? Okay, so what? Oh, sorry, go ahead. <laughs> no, 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 it's fine. I guess I guess there's a lot that a lot of ghosts that are just like that at the restaurant. Like there's an old lady that's in one of the rooms and people say that they see her and they're like, oh, we didn't see anybody there. And then they turn around and she's gone. But she just looks like a normal lady. Does she order things and not pay? <laughs> that's rude ass dine and dash ghost. Yeah. What no. that's <laughs> that's so weird. Why are there so many ghosts there? What is what is the history in this ninety seven years? 
I, you know, I don't know, but a lot of <laughs> servers have stories of like, I don't know if I should say this, like, but old people frequent the restaurant and there have been a few people who have just had heart attacks and like fell down and died in this restaurant. Really? So it just has a very like, uh, I don't want to call it like an oppressive energy, but you always feel like there's somebody in the room with you, even if the room is empty. Like it's just, it's a presence that's wow. anywhere you go in the restaurant. Yeah, super weird. Um, but the I think that old lady orders food sometimes because I sometimes help out to uh, be a food runner. And the when the servers put in uh, tickets for food, they come up on our side like a little receipt machine will spit out a ticket. And it'll say like, oh, this table number needs this food so we can start prepping it. And the server will come back and get it from us or we'll take it out um, to the restaurant if it's really busy. Um, so I get a ticket and it has a salad on it. So we start prepping the salad. And then it's time for it to come out, and I'm like, oh, I wonder where Sarah is. Um, so I look out in the restaurant, and I'm like, Sarah, your salad's ready. And she's like, what? What salad? And I was like, the salad for table 63. And she's like, there's nobody even at 63. And I was like, okay. So I asked all the other servers. I was like, hey, did anybody accidentally put in 63 for the salad? And everyone's like, no, literally nobody orders salad. There's also nobody here. And mm. so <laughs> rather than throwing away the salad, we all just ate it, which is probably – a bad thing because we're probably all cursed now. <laughs> we ate a ghost salad. <laughs> ghost salad. Um, wow, that's so weird. I'm I'm definitely gonna go now. Oh my god, please come visit. Um, I mean, like it's my favorite place to like take people, and the service staff is all amazing. Everyone there is so nice. Um, I call everyone there my family. Oh. We work at the Tama Shanter and we're family. So I, when I got a full-time job after I started working there, I'm like, oh, I don't want to leave. Like, it's so much fun. And my chef was like, you can just come in, like, a day a week if you want to. And I said, oh, my gosh, like, can I do that? So it's kind of like my hobby that I get paid for. Oh, and that's so cool. It is really cool. I love being there. And it's uh, just, like, it's a cool place to be. Oh, that's nice to hear. And also the fact that everyone has had ghost experiences there, it's nice that like they believe you and you know it's kind of cool that you guys can share that oh my god right if i was like the only person i would be mad um <laughs> <laughs> yeah. be like um this person was 97 y'all like you know it's gotta be haunted but like everyone is totally bought into the fact that they're like oh yeah it's haunted like everybody has seen something it's it's pretty cool <laughs> well that's it thank you so much Oh my gosh, thank you so much. This is so fun. Yay. Hopefully I get to meet you sometime. Come to the live show. It's going to be in Silver um, Lake. I actually am. Oh, you already have um, tickets? My, yeah, my best friend and I bought tickets like literally the day you announced it. Because oh my she God. introduced me to the podcast and she's like, oh my God, I don't know why I to go. So we're going. Oh, we're yay. We'll, sit, we'll, we'll talk afterward, after the show. Oh my God, please. I can't wait to meet you. I've been ghosted too. Heidi, where are you? I am in Buffalo, New York in my car. Oh, wow. Buffalo, New York. Cool. Thanks so much for being a listener. Uh, it's my pleasure. Um, okay. What is your ghost story, Heidi? All right. The, the ghost story that I sent in is uh, it has to do with back when I was in college and I was working overnight. I would be up all night when I was home. And my now husband, boyfriend at the time, also worked at the restaurant and uh one night he was there, and I was home with our new puppy, and I took the puppy outside, and uh, the puppy did not want to go in, 
<laughs> and ran to the back of the garden. Um, he was whimpering and scared. And when I looked back toward the house, because my phone started ringing, I noticed in the hallway in front of the window that looked outside a figure that looked like it was standing in that hallway looking out at us. Um, it looked like someone in a hoodie. So I had assumed it was an estranged friend that we had kicked out recently and had come back to get some of his stuff. Um, I went to get the dog from the back of the garden and he did not want to come. So I ended up picking him up and dragging him back. Um, I had tried calling out to the figure in the hallway, but they did not respond. And when we (laughs) got closer to the house, yeah, uh, when we got closer to the house, I realized that he wasn't there anymore, that whoever was in the hallway and the dog still didn't want to come inside. Oh Um, my God. Wait, did you think that the, so you literally like, it didn't look like a ghost. You were like, that's an old friend in a hoodie. (laughs) I thought, um, well, I've seen shadow people since then, so I I thought maybe that was a connection, that it was like a shadow figure. Um, but at the time, I didn't know what that was. And I, I thought it was a figure. Like, I thought there was an intruder or this person had come back to get some of his stuff. And I thought it was a person standing there, basically. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, yeah, the dog didn't want to go in. He was whimpering. He was fighting me. Um, I kind of dragged him back into the house. Whoever had been there was gone. The dog bolted past me into the inside of the house. And um, when I walked through the door, there's a basement door right there leading also back to the backyard and to that hallway. The basement door kind of flew open and hit me uh, as though someone were in there and had, you know, shoved the door into me. Oh, my gosh. Um, Yeah, and that freaked me out. So I, I fought back against it and I pushed it against it but I kept feeling someone like hitting it like they were trying to bust it down um so I finally got it shut and I I latched it and only locked from the outside um it was kind of one of those sliding locks and uh yeah (laughs) so I could still hear them like trying to bust down the door from inside there even though it was locked and I went to get my phone and I called my boyfriend at the time working at the restaurant and told him someone was in the basement trying to get out and you know confront me they weren't talking to me so I thought it was someone trying to attack us or you know rob us and uh, I also called a police officer friend and he said that he would come over if if we needed him to but to try to talk you know because I thought it was this friend of ours Um, (laughs) but were you saying things to like who are you why are you in my house I mean no I was just loudly talking on the phone you know I was like you know I think I think such and such is down in the basement and he's trying to, to bust out here and he's not answering me, you know? <laughs> and uh, So my boyfriend at the time said that he would bring one of our coworkers with him because they were about to get off their shift and that they would come talk to him. Um, but I was still very freaked out and even remembering it kind of freaks me out. The dog was hiding. The dog was freaked out. <laughs> um, but I, Anyway, they they came home and they went down into the basement. They were calling out to him, whoever, and no one was answering. And uh, when they got down there, there was no one there. Oh, my gosh. What do you think the history was of the house? Of the house, I do not know. But a lot of creepy things did happen there while we were living there. We had other roommates who said they couldn't live there anymore because they were creeped out and that weird stuff was going on, but no one would give me details. It was a rental and 
we didn't know the the landlord very well. We had had an upstairs neighbor when we moved in who passed away, but he was a very, very kind person. So I can't see him like doing this malicious, like weird attack thing, yeah. <laughs> whatever it was. Did anything else ever happen to you or your boyfriend at the time? Uh, yeah. Um, in that house, I saw a figure at one point. It was like a full bodied figure and it was the middle of the day. And I was, it was like afternoon. I was home from school sitting on the couch and somebody just walked by, but they, I got up to be like, who are you? Why are you in my house? And there was no one there anymore. (laughs) I don't like that. Wait, did it look like the (laughs) same person? I don't know because this was like full bodied where I could actually see the person's face and the original, like the first story I told you, it was just a like the silhouette of a person wearing a hoodie, like standing in the hallway. Interesting. It's uh, here's my theory. I bet you it was a robber. Somebody broke yeah. into the house and they got shot, and now they're stuck being being a robber. I don't know. That's just my guess. I mean, the because it, it sounds the like best neighborhood. It sounds aggressive, <laughs> and if it sounds like they had a hoodie on, um, I mean, it sounds like a robber to me. But I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised. And this was in, where'd you say, Buffalo? This was in Buffalo. It was uh, an area of uh, the west side near Buffalo State College. Do, uh, wait, I don't know my New York geography outside of the city. Is that, how far away are you from Long Island? Very. Oh, okay. <laughs> like complete opposite end of the state. <laughs> like near Lake Erie, um, western New York. Oh, okay. Because I was going to ask about the Amneville house. Have you ever seen it? I've not. I I did read the book when I was younger. I love that stuff. It's so spooky. Um, Okay, that's a spooky story. God, that was such a cool episode getting to hear from all the listeners. And I hope that you guys enjoyed that and we can do it again more frequently. So, um, yeah, keep those ghost stories coming to me. You can send them on a five-star review on Apple Podcasts. If you don't have a ghost story, you can still you know, give us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or you can send it in the Facebook group, Ghosted by Roz Dress Velez. Help me become Instagram famous by following me at Roz Dress I'm on Venmo, Queen Roz. I'm on Cameo, Roz Dress I'm everywhere that I could possibly be. So I love hearing from you guys so much. And I love seeing you in person. So you could actually see me this Saturday for uh, a stand-up comedy show that I'll be hosting at the world-famous Hollywood Improv with my best friend and former podcast guest, Sam Pancake. And the show is called... Roz's Humor Hole. And uh, that'll be at 9 p.m. at the world-famous Hollywood Improv. And we have such an amazing roster of comedians. I'm talking Joel Kim Booster, who is uh, one of the stars of the NBC sitcom Sunnyside. We've got Naomi Ekparrigan, former podcast guest Greta Teitelman, and more. So please come on out and see me. I'd love to talk to you after the show. Also, please come to the live show if you haven't got your ticket yet. That will be on the 19th, the day before my birthday, which is uh, October 19th at 8 p.m. at the Cavern Club Theater. If you haven't gotten your tickets yet, maybe there might be like one more left on uh, um, the link in my bio on Instagram. I hope to see you there. Ah, I love you all, both living and dead. But if I didn't ask you to haunt me, don't haunt me. Okay, bye!
Sky Pains Avenue, a, podca- <clears throat> a podcast network.